0: Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs.
1: We're talking blues hockey. It's the Joey Vitale Report on 101 ESPN. Brought to you by The Electrical Connection. When you need quality electrical work for your home or business, visit electricalconnection.org.
0: tanner hendrickson i'm brandon Kylie. we're joining we're joined now via the brown and Celebrity line with joey vitale he's the blues analyst for 101 esp and you'll hear him on the call tonight when the blues take on the kraken pre-game coverage with alex coming up at six o'clock joey how you doing today man
1: Joey. Hey, what's up? Doing good, man. Doing really good. How are you guys doing today? Uh, we're doing well. I'm disappointed in Ferrario. Yeah, I, I didn't even join in. Uh, let, let's Joey. do this one more, time. Yeah, one more time.
0: Joey joining us now here on BK and Ferrari. Joey, what's going on, Joey, man? Joey, Joey, Joey. Joey. <laughs> okay, that's better. there we go. Hey, Joey, take let's two. take two. Let's get right into this, man. We we read earlier today some comments from Doug Armstrong. He gave these to uh, Jeremy Rutherford. I I wanted to pass them along to you because I. I don't hear him talk a lot like this about players said, quite honestly, I did not give Robert Thomas enough credit for being the elite passer that he is. I knew he was a great one, but he actually might be a next level passer. He has a chance to make himself and a lot of guys money because he puts the puck on guys sticks at the right time. I think the next level for Robert is to find ways to score more goals for himself, but his passing skills, what I see him do in practice. Some days I just shake my head and say, wow, where did that come from? Joey, what have you seen from Robert Thomas this year in taking that next step in his career?
1: Yeah, I mean those were those were great comments. I read those as well, BK, and I think I think what he's talking about. I think if you really were to break it down in a nutshell, I think from a scouting uh, aspect with Bill Armstrong, who was the assistant GM when they when they drafted Robert Thomas, now now the head GM there in Arizona. I think when Doug and, and Bill had these conversations about these certain players. Listen, there's always expectations. There's always like this is what this player is going to be, or maybe not quite. Here's his efficiencies. Here's his strengths. I think when they drafted him, they they thought he would be this, this uh, kind of player, right? But I think what what he's trying to get at is that he has blown our expectations completely out of the water from from drafting him. Not to mention uh, the, the last couple of years, I think he he's had. You know, he comes on the scenes uh, his, his rookie year, uh, the year they win the cup. Uh, he has to pretty much make the team because of uh, the way that everything's structured where he can't go back. Um, of course, he could go back and play juniors, but what, what kind of good would that do? He can't go to the minors and develop down there. So they ended up keeping him. He went through a lot of growing pains back in 2018 before the coaching changed. He found a great spot on the on the cup run for the St. Louis Blues. The next couple of years were, were some sophomore slump years, and then he got injured with his shoulder. I thought that maybe uh, at times, and think probably Blues fans, Doug Armstrong thought, Is this kind of what he is? Is this all he is based off what we've seen over the first three years? And I think that those comments really speak loudly of what now he's seen uh, in his fourth year where he has just completely exploded off the radar compared to last year in the year before and even his rookie season. He is playing um, a type of game and a style of game that you would see on a top line, Team that's in the first place in let's say their division. I know he's kind of hiding under Ryan O'Reilly, and rightfully so. I love the one-two tandem of those two guys, but but this is a situation where when brayden Shen came back in the lineup last week and looking to kind of come back, it was kind of around that winter classic time. We were all kind of talking at the round table. Where does where Braden Shen fit? And I think Braden will be the first one to tell you. I think that he, he's no longer considered to be a one-two center on this team anymore because of what Robert Thomas has done. Robert Thomas has certainly solidified himself as that second-line center right behind Ryan O'Reilly. And the pass-making, uh, uh, the playmaking, excuse me, uh, the passing, the no-look passes, he plays with confidence. He, he plays as if you're playing a Sega Genesis NHL 96 and you play like a super, super cheat code on like your best center, a CBY, right in the middle. That, that to me, is what he looks like. He's not afraid to make a play. That, that's one thing that really jumps off the page at me as far as his development this year, H- his ability to just be confident in his plays to make mistakes and just shake it off. And that's a maturity thing. Right. And that's something that Keith Kachuk has constantly talked to him about over the last couple of seasons, you know, go out there and just be you don't worry about anything else. You're going to make mistakes. This is growing pain. Hang with it. Hang with it. Hang with it. And much like Nathan McKinnon, who took about four or five years to really blossom in this league. people, people often forget that it took Nathan about four or five years before he really exploded. Robert Thomas is kind of showing that kind of same uh, trajectory where it's taken him about four years to kind of really get going, and this player is just certainly fun to watch.
0: Sorry, Joe, you'll have to explain a little bit more what a Sega Genesis is to our guy T-Bone here. I don't think he knows what that is. Yeah, what is
1: that, oh, come Joey? on, T-Bone. Come on, T-Bone. It's, it's the old game where you, uh, if you want to score a goal, you literally just come down, you wrap it around, and, and take it from left to right, and you score literally every time. <laughs> Before my time, before
0: Before his time, Joe, you mentioned Ryan O'Reilly and look for people that watch him on a nightly basis, they understand Ryan O'Reilly does a lot more than just pick up points. I mean, he is so impactful on the ice as a defensive forward, but the points have not been here, been there for him this season. If you were looking at this roster and I understand they're going through a lot right now with guys in COVID and guys being injured, how would you construct the lineup to try and get Ryan O'Reilly going?
1: You know, I think that, I think Craig Ruby is really happy. I think with, with Ryan kind of where he's at. And I, I know Brian would probably like to to be earning more points uh, like he was in the past, but I also think that this coaching staff and Ryan has certainly been in the league long enough to know that uh, you don't need to be scoring goals to be an impactful player. I think if you're Robert Thomas, for example, Alex, or, or Jordan Cairo, um, you know, Jaden Schwartz, who unfortunately we're not going to see return to St. St. Louis here tonight, but he, he, was a player where with the blues, if, if they weren't picking up points, uh, but if they were getting chances, okay, hang in a little bit longer. But if they were not getting their points, to me, that was kind of their bread and butter. Um, it, it is well understood by now that Ryan O'Reilly brings so much other value uh, to this team. But, but the most important thing is he's content with that. And I think this coaching staff is very content with that. I think Craig Ruby was actually asked about this on some scrum a couple of weeks back. I forget what game it was. And he pretty much just looked at the question and kind of was a bit baffled and puzzled by it. He goes, well, there's, there's plenty of he does. He's not getting on the score sheet. And he kind of went through those things, whether it be face-off, shutting down games, starting games, being that leadership presence on the bench, being a careful leader in the sense that he really cares about everyone around him, which has really galvanized this group to be where they are right now in the standings.
0: We're talking to Joey Vitale for another couple of minutes here on 101 ESPN. Joey, what are the Blues missing with Colton Pareko out of the lineup tonight? We talked about it earlier today. I mean, he's second in the NHL in five-on-five time on the ice so far this season. Can you replace that guy? And if not, how do they do their best to do so against the Kraken tonight?
1: Well, he's not, he's not replaceable, certainly. Um, and on that right side, I think it's probably going to be Nico Mikola and Justin Falk who are going to be manning that top pair. Uh, I think Tory Cruz is going to slide. We're uh, slide, watching well, that slides, He's going to stay where he's at with probably Marco Scandella possibly moving to the right side. At least that's the way it looked at Morning Skate this morning. So, you know, Justin Falk certainly is the best candidate to fill the shoes of Colton Fraco, but very different players. I mean, you know, Justin Falk, the way he can get up and down the ice and defend but also add to the offense, that's going to add a little bit of flair. But you do miss a little bit defensively. You miss a lot of size there on the back end. But more importantly, I think the biggest thing that they're going to miss is the calming presence of Colton. His personality reminds you so much of how Jay Bomeister was. Just never overextended himself, never got too excited I think that, you know, you look at some of the best defensemen that are still in the game here. Look at Ryan Souter, for example, uh, there with the Dallas Stars. There is something very calming about his game. Nicholas Lindstrom. I don't know if Nicholas Lindstrom ever threw a body check, at least when I was watching him play with him towards the end of his career. And I think if you talk to some of the veterans around the league, they would say the same thing. I don't think i ever seen him actually throw a body check, but he was always angling the proper way. And he had just this very calming way of just calming the game down. Colton, as he continues to groom and be the go-to guy since Alex Petrangelo has departed, he, he is really getting good at calming the game down. It's a, hard thing, it's a hard thing to explain, but if you look at some of the best defensemen in the league, Victor Hedman really is someone, when, when they get the puck on their stick, they have just this way about them where they're not in a rush to make a play, but they always make the right play, and they always get up and out of their zone And when they get the puck on the stick, they just got this presence and there's this aura and energy around the game that just says he's got the puck. The game, all of a sudden, you can take a breath, right? So Colton, to me, has really brought that to this team this year. And it's something that's going to be missing uh, as they move forward without him over the next couple games.
0: Joey Vital. you'll hear him on the call tonight. Blues versus the Seattle Kraken. Joey, we're looking forward to listening to the call. We're looking forward to seeing what the Blues are able to do against Seattle. All the best to you, and we'll talk to you again next week, man.
1: Sounds good, fellas. Talk to you next week. Have a great day.